Hello and welcome to the Burn Bright Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping big-hearted, creative women battle burnout and live happy, healthy, vibrant lives. I am Kelly Ann, a fellow big-hearted creative, a licensed therapist, and a proud, quirky millennial. This week on the podcast, we're going to talk about Mental Health Awareness Month, which is this month, May. We're going to talk about the importance of self-care first and everything else second, and then continuing in the series that we started about the ABCs of what I call burnout prevention, we are going to talk about the C and the ABCs, which is all about how clarity and compassion can prevent burnout. So join me as we dive in. Welcome to episode four. We are making it. And by we, I mean me in the corner of my little home as I do yet another podcast. And I thank you for all who are listening from the bottom of my heart. This is a big deal for me. I never thought I would be doing a podcast, much less being four episodes down into one. So I just want to take the time to to honor that who's ever giving any of their minutes to me, I am very appreciative. And so in that vein, I want to start out today by talking about the following statement that I want to be true in your life, no matter what situation we find ourselves in. And that is self-care first, the universe second. And so when I say that, I mean that that needs to be our mantra no matter who we are, and particularly as we are in the month of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, how could we not start out by talking about how important it is to put your own mental health first? I know as a therapist, you just give and give and give, but you need to remember that you have to have something left to give to the people you work with. And so part of that is taking care of yourself. And when I burned out, it's because I wasn't doing all the right things I need to do to take care of myself. So The mantra for the moment and for forever should be self-care first and the entire universe second. And so part of how I'm doing that, and I suggest for you to do that, is I am setting some solid self-love goals for myself. 2020 has not been what any of us expected. I don't think anyone could have predicted this. And if you're in the United States listening like me, you understand that we're just in uncharted territory here. And so all the more so to put forward solid goals around taking care of ourselves and prioritizing both our physical health and our mental health uh, during these difficult times. And so what are a few of the promises that I'm making to myself? One it is kind of a fun one. I am going to read and write purely for pleasure. I have been writing since I was nine years old, just writing down all these characters I had in my brain and creative writing all the way through high school and even college and beyond. And it's something I haven't really had time to do or I've claimed I haven't had time to do. So I'm getting back to that. I am an avid reader. So I will read two books at a time, sometimes three books at a time, if I'm being honest. And so I've not always read 
as much as I should be lately. And I do a lot of self-development books and I'm always reading those, but I really wanted to just take time out and read for fun again. And so you can join me if you'd like. My selection right now is The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides because, well, I'm a therapist and it's all about a woman who allegedly kills her husband and goes silent. And the psychologist in London who goes to kind of uh, figure out the mystery behind why she's went silent. So I am reading for pleasure. I am all about this book. I'm halfway through. It's something I'm doing to take care of myself. Another thing I'm doing that I encourage all of you to do listening, and we're going to do a whole separate podcast on sleep hygiene. But one of the things I'm doing is sticking to a hard and fast bedtime. This is so difficult for me. I've dealt with insomnia on and off for like six years, something crazy like that, maybe more at this point. And so it's been a lot of really hard work and some deep work around my sleep to make sure it's good. And one of the ways that I preserve myself and my sanity is by having a bedtime. And particularly during this time now, you know, we're in the midst of these stressful times and a pandemic and work and life are completely fused together and there seems to be no break from from the two bedtimes have been difficult you know in the beginning I started kind of staying up later because it's like well what does it matter I'm not getting up and getting ready to go to work in the morning so I can sleep in or even though I'm working from home I can I don't have to stick to a routine and so in an effort to keep myself on schedule I have a dedicated bedtime The last thing I have done for myself is I have done two days a week of strength training and two days a week dedicated to cardio. I really implore people to keep their physical health up. This has been difficult as well. (laughs) I had a trainer before the pandemic and I was on it. I was sticking to a routine and then the pandemic hit and all these other things happened and I found myself just sitting on the couch and that's been difficult for me getting back into a routine again and so four days a week working out I've been loving YouTube live has done some fantastic videos that are cardio and dance oriented and Adrian Mishler from yoga with Adrian keeps me going for yoga days and strength days so that has been an important part other side thoughts for you to consider is even though I'm in a virtual space working, I try occasionally, like I've been in my pajamas a lot, I'm not gonna lie, but I try to put outfits and jewelry that kind of give me a spark and make me feel good. And then I try to give myself three days a week where I have unplugged hours. That means that I purposely shut off my computer, shut off my phone, and just be in the moment. And so three days a week, I have my unplug hours, and they're usually about an hour to 90 minutes, which is hard when you're addicted to social media or TV or just constantly being stimulated. And so for me, I made it a goal to just say, how about three days a week, 90 minutes of just me time, reading, taking a bath, something that kind of gets me unplugged and disconnected so that I can kind of reset myself. And so those are kind of the ways that I have been putting my self-care first and the entire universe second. And it's kind of helped me find this energy to bring you the podcast, to 
work on my business, to do all those things is because I have made dedicated time to take care of myself. And so that brings us to burnout and the constant message and drumbeat that I have had about how we can prevent burnout and the ABCs of that. We started this series and we started with authenticity, how being yourself is the most important foundational skill to burnout because it allows you to get clear on who you are and what you need and then be aligned and present for whatever your next moves are or your next goals. And then we talked about last week how being brave and boundaried is so important. Once you know who you are, you've got to protect that with everything you have. And that requires a huge dose of bravery and some pretty solid boundaries so that people can't challenge and push against you. So that brings us to today's uh, episode topic, which is the C's in burnout prevention, and that is having clarity and compassion. And so when we add all these things together, there is a dosage of clarity you need. You need to just be real because inevitably when we do this work, the work of finding out who we are again and getting back to our authentic self, the work of being brave and having boundaries, we inevitably are going to run across some aha moments of when we just haven't lived up to the part. And so when we talk about that, it's really time to be honest and get clear on what you need in your life, what's stopping you from getting it, and how, again, to infuse compassion into it. And so we get authentic about who we are. We get brave and boundary. Now it's time to be very clear on what we want in our lives and very clear about why we don't have it there. And that can be a challenge to do. And so I want you to do an exercise. Grab a pen and a piece of paper. And I want you to write down what you think is holding you back from living the life you want. There's no limits or right or wrong answers on this. Just putting it down. What do you think it is? I know in my past, I have thought, I'm not in the right location. Maybe I'm living the wrong spot or I'm in the wrong job. Those are some of the things that I wrote down that might have been keeping me from living the life that I decided was my most authentic and happy version of myself, the life that that would demand of me. And so write those down, pause and come back to the recording and we'll talk about what to do next. If you have come back after writing down those things that are stopping you from living the life you want, here's the tough part. I tell people in my life the phrase, go to the mirror. And when I say go to the mirror, I always tell people, why don't you go to the mirror and ask yourself some of these questions? And I tell people I've frequently gone to the mirror. And what I mean by that is literally at times I have gone to the mirror and said out loud some of the things that hold me back, some of the things the negative beliefs I believe about myself that are stopping me from doing things. And I have to look at myself in the mirror and halfway through the list, I just get to this place of like, this is foolish. Like this is not, this can't be right. Like this doesn't feel right. This is silly. I can't believe I think this. I would never tell anybody else that or whatever it is of that limiting belief that I have there. And so I tell people frequently, you need to go to the mirror and get real. And so this exercise, once you've written down what you've 
that are stopping you, I want you to think about that. And I want you, if you can go to a mirror, I trust and believe it will tell you the truth. Like if you can get through the list of what you said and think that those are serious blockages or that they're insurmountable obstacles, then maybe they are. But for the most part, what's probably going to happen is you're going to realize some of those things that you think are stopping you from living your best life are completely in your control one way or the other. For me, it was about a location. I got hung up on, I really want to do X, Y, but I don't want to leave this place or I have to be in this place. And when I kind of did the mirror exercise, either in my mind or with the literal mirror, I realized that's not true. That some of the things that I want to do with my life, I can do anywhere. Burn Bright is my labor of love, but it's a virtual business. I can do Burn Bright from my mama's couch all the way to, you know, a little beach house hut in Mexico. There is no limits to where I can do my work. And that this thought that I had to live a certain place to achieve those dreams or I had to live in a certain place to be happy really just didn't hold up to scrutiny. Once I examined it and once I said it out loud, I took the power out of that fear that that's what's stopping me from living my best life because I can't be in a location. And I started thinking about what are the things I love and want to do with my life that I could be doing no matter where I am and freed myself from that limiting belief. And so a lot of times when we go to the mirror and we say, what is holding us back? It just doesn't hold up anymore. And we start to realize that a lot of the things that we have said are keeping us from living our best lives it's actually just us and the power of negative thinking and while there are some things we can't change you know i tell people all the time i'd love to look like halle berry that's not going to happen this lifetime because i look like kelly but there are a lot of things i can do okay i can't look like halle berry but i could try to work out like her I wouldn't last more than 30 seconds, but I would try in her workouts. But there's things I can do around that. So even with things that seem inflexible or not something you can change, there's something around that goal that you can change. And so that's clarity. Once you get real with who you are and you're brave about protecting it, you also have to get clear about what's stopping you from being that best version of yourself and living your best life. Once you do that, though, you have to exercise some forgiveness, have some compassion with yourself. And so every week, as we've talked about before, we have a sponsor of a book for the podcast. And the sponsor for this week on the podcast is Iyanla Van Zandt's Acts of Forgiveness, because I really, one, love Iyanla, but two, I love the concept of forgiveness and compassion and I think compassion and forgiveness starts with you and one of the best ways to to do that is to have a practice of self-compassion and forgive yourself for not always living your best self forgive yourself for maybe not being authentic all the time or not having a boundary or realizing when you get clear on the things that you thought were stopping you from living your best life that this just don't hold up and you feel like I've wasted a lot of time and I could have been doing all the things, just just let it go because you have to be compassionate with yourself. You have to be compassionate with others if you realize there may be 
people in your life that are negative, that are kind of keeping you from reaching your goals. But again, self-compassion, it starts there. And really forgive yourself for not being as far along the journey as you want to be or you thought you'd be at age X or at job X. And so particularly this is difficult for women because there's a couple things that we traditionally have been socialized to not do well with. One of them is saying no and setting boundaries. And the other thing is giving ourselves some grace and compassion. We are so hard on ourselves. And that harshness with ourselves keeps us from reaching our true potential. I am so guilty of this one. I'm a perfectionist in recovery. I still struggle with it. I want everything to be great. I am always going to be my worst critic. Every time I want to do a podcast episode, I think about the 50 ways I could have re-recorded over it and done it perfectly. And if I make a mistake, I'm just in the past, I've been so hard on myself. And I realized that also stopped me from moving forward. It stopped me for years for changing my job because of fear that it wouldn't go as well as it could. It stopped me from reaching out for potential advancement. It stopped me from chasing down some of my dreams because I was afraid I'd be a failure. I was so hard on myself for not doing the things perfectly. And now that I'm on the other side of that, I realized I had to do a lot of forgiveness work with myself. And so self-compassion can be tough to develop, but it's a kindness to yourself in the long run. And I just implore you all my big hearted helping professionals who are creative, you know, you just, you need gentleness to transform your life. It's a must. You just have to infuse some gentleness. And so I'm going to tell you three ways to inject compassion and self-compassion into your life and how that's going to help you unlock your full potential. The first one is pretty simple. Give yourself permission to be imperfect. Perfectionism is not only unrealistic, but it also creates this cycle of self-doubt that keeps you paralyzed, right? So I tell people, you know, if you're starting out in the journey like I was several years back with perfectionism, take a day off from your need for things to be perfect. Whether that's a Saturday when you don't have work to do or it's a lazy day, start there and start with just being like, you know what, I'm going to wing it today and see what happens. And not everything needs to be perfect in my life. The second thing I would suggest that you do is keep a thought journal. Document for just one day any of the thoughts and emotions come up that may come up during that time. Notice how many times you may have engaged in negative self-talk or not even noticed it before and now you're writing it down. And then correct each recurring negative thought with a positive affirmation. So here's an example. When I was starting out doing this, I went to a therapist and she told me, you talk to yourself like you're a five-year-old. Like you're really harsh on yourself, Kelly. You talk, your inner voice, your inner voice is a critic. And it's like a mom talking to a little kid and scolding a child. She's like, I really want you to challenge to think about that inner voice and how you can correct it. And so for a day, I kept track of every time I kind of said, now Kelly, you can do better. Now Kelly, don't eat that. Now Kelly... You just got to be an adult and do X, Y, and Z. And I started noticing that I, one, was talking to myself like I was a five-year-old who was stealing a cookie out of the cookie jar. But also, secondly, that I had this ongoing negative 
self-talk, that I never engaged positively with myself. I only thought thoughts about what I could do better or what I shouldn't be doing. And so when I started interrupting that and saying a positive affirmation, like instead of now, 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 you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't eat that, I replaced it with a positive affirmation is I take care of my body and I take care of my heart and my mind. Or I keep healthy things around me and I put healthy things in me. That shifted things for me talking to myself about what I shouldn't do and what I've done wrong and stop it. Instead, I affirmed the fact that what's the real intent here is I intend to eat healthy. And so what do I want? I want healthy people, healthy things around me and I want healthy food in me. So that affirmation helped reset the negative self-talk. The third thing I implore you to do is to find a coach or a therapist if you're really struggling with this. One of the things that we struggle with when we're purpose-driven and big-hearted creative helpers in these professional fields, whether you're a teacher or a therapist or a nurse or a lawyer, is that we really struggle to help ourselves. We'll be there for everybody else, but not ourselves. And sometimes you just have to realize that you can't do it all on your own and that you need a therapist or a specific coach with the right credentials to get you to where you need to be. And so they can help you create spaces for you to explore self-compassion. One of the things that I particularly have stressed and been so focused on in this business and with Burn Bright is to really create space for you to feel safe enough to ask for help and get help and really fine-tune those aspects of your life. And when we talk about burnout, you just can't do this work without being prepared to acknowledge that you might have made some mistakes, but to forgive yourself for, for them and to realign yourself and set yourself on the path to living the life you deserve and leaving behind the guilt, leaving behind the mistakes and the negativity that you may be trapped in that's keeping you from moving forward. So I implore you, if you are struggling with self-compassion, particularly at this time when things are so stressful, by all means, find a coach or a therapist to help you carry that burden and to help you realign what's most important to you. So in closing, I want to leave you with a quote from Ayala Van Zandt's book, Forgiveness. It says, I now know that nothing in my life will change until I change the way I see my life and myself. And so forgiveness is so important to that concept. And I guarantee you, if you get clear on what's stopping you from living your best life and you forgive yourself for the limiting beliefs you've had, you will change your life and you will change yourself. So that's it. That's episode four of the Burn Bright podcast. I hope you found it uplifting and helpful. Please feel free to find me on a host of platforms now. I am on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcast, iTunes, Google Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And every week you can look forward to getting content on self-care and how to prevent burnout. So please feel free to subscribe and leave me a review so I can keep coming back to you with all the information I have. Remember that it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And so in the spirit of that, I tell you until next Wednesday, take care of yourself and take care of each other.